Welcome to a brand new episode of the Jam Pack Report today for July the 2nd of 2020. Of course, my name is Samuel Adams and this is a daily gaming news podcast meant to bring you the hottest news you need to know from around the industry. Hosted on YouTube and podcast services around the world five days a week, it is your one-stop shop for everything you need to know. So if you enjoy the show and you like what you see, hit that subscribe button and keep coming back for more. But today we got our first look at what next generation games could cost on the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series X, because NBA 2K21 is priced at $70 on next gen consoles, and this could be the harbinger for an industry-wide price hike. A line has been drawn in the sand. Will other publishers follow? Stay tuned as this coming generation still has a lot of muck to wade through, like you know, the cost of the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series X. As reported by GamesIndustry.biz, NBA 2K21 will sport an MSRP of $69.99 on the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series X, a $10 price increase over the respective PS4 and Xbox One editions. While the current-gen console versions of 2K21 will launch this September, the future generation will get their versions this holiday season at that new price. 2K Sports, owned by Take-Two Interactive, who in turn owns Rockstar and many other pricey properties, notes that the $10 premium is due to the fact that the new additions are built from the ground up for next-generation machines. Although Take-Two is seemingly alone in this venture right now, the writing has been on the wall for some time. Multiple industry veterans have called for a price increase for a long while, with the $60 standard holding for far longer than a lot of people expected it to. Of course, with the advent of loot boxes, subscription services for genres that traditionally did not have them, microtransactions, and DLC, a lot of the standard retail price was baked into that racket. It seems to be seen if further legislation will limit that increasing encroachment, or if players will end up getting hit with high retail prices and micros to boot. There is still so much to suss out about this coming generation, but at least we have crossplay and crossbuy to look forward to. This is 100% going to be setting a precedent that I think is going to be followed by a lot of other publishers, and it seems like $70 is going to be the new price point for next generation games. Now, this could be something that is exclusive to NBA 2K21, but I doubt it. This is something that has been coming for quite some time. Even whenever I was a younger kid and games came out on the PlayStation 2 and the PlayStation 3, 50 to 60 bucks was generally the expectation for what you would be paying for a brand new game. And if you look back at the PlayStation 2 generation and compare those games to some of the most recent games that have come out on the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One, there is certainly a big difference in terms of quality and scope and scale uh, whenever you are comparing the two entities. And it makes sense for more uh, cost to come from developing these projects, so more payment is going to be required to keep those wheels turning. I was thinking about this earlier today, and specifically the question came to mind of why has $60 worked until now? And it's because there have been more people getting on board and playing games. And so the increase in purchases has offset uh, the lack of an increase of cost. I think that's kind of the route that we've seen. And right now, a lot of people will be saying, well, doesn't that mean that the current price of a game is working? 
Technically, yes, but if you look across the entire gaming industry, there are many people within it, uh, such as the lowest players on the rung, so to speak, the testers, uh, that are likely underpaid for their services. And I am sure uh, that being able to make more of a profit on these titles would allow more developers to experiment more and do more. This also coincides with another story that we saw earlier this week, where a lot of people have been asking after Sean Layden brought the question to the table, should games be shorter? Should a 60-hour title instead be an incredibly impactful 15-hour title? And what is the value of that? So if AAA developers started making shorter experiences, would we be able to maintain a $60 price point? Again, these are all just hypothetical questions, but it certainly is a lot to think about going into the next generation. In my mind, the question really is what Destructivoid points out. Are we going to get $70 games and on top of that tons of microtransactions, or are we going to get $70 games that are all-inclusive? Uh, my heart wants to believe that we are going to be seeing the latter, where it is an all-inclusive $70 game, uh, but my mind knows that more realistically we are going to be getting the former, which is going to be a $70 game that is still riddled with microtransactions, because simply put, they work. Uh, so we will see what comes of this over the coming months as we see pre-orders open up for next generation games and we do get the release date and the price point for both the PS5 and the Xbox Series X. But go ahead and pencil in $70 for the next gen games and that is certainly going to be a big hike up for a lot of people to play a lot of different games. But speaking of NBA 2K21, NBA 2K21 is honoring Kobe Bryant with a Mamba Forever edition. NBA 2K21 will feature a total of three cover stars across its various editions, and while the first two are somewhat standard, Damian Lillard on current-gen consoles and Zion Williamson on PS5 and Xbox Series X, the third is something different. The Mamba Forever edition features Kobe Bryant, who passed away earlier this year at the age of 41. He's being honored with a special edition that will be available across current and next-gen consoles, and it will be the sole way to pay a single price to get access to the game across console generations. NBA 2K21 pre-orders are available now. This version of the game will be available on both current and next-gen consoles, and provides dual access so that you'll be able to play the game across generations within the same console family. In other words, buying the Mamba Forever Edition on PS4 will also entitle you to a copy on PS5, while buying it on Xbox One will get you access on Xbox Series X. However, this comes at a cost. This version of the game is priced at $100. That's still cheaper than buying two copies of the game, particularly because the next-gen version will cost $70 on its own. Current-gen versions of NBA 2K21 release on September the 4th, followed by PS5 and Xbox Series X at their respective console launches. I want to make one thing very abundantly clear. I absolutely loathe the fact that they are using Kobe Bryant's name to sell a $100 edition of a game that ultimately includes a free upgrade to the next-gen version of the game, which many people are just doing for free because it's the right thing to do. I do not support this move whatsoever. I understand immortalizing Kobe Bryant on NBA 2K21, but you take that and then you make it into a scheme to get more money from NBA follow. It's really gross to me. I really don't like it. And as soon as I saw the news, I knew that I had to say something tonight on my show because this 
I just don't like it. It feels gross. It feels like you are using the name of somebody uh, that has perished in a horrible accident to profit between generations. I'm not a big fan. But ultimately, this could be setting a precedent for sports games to come. Of course, we are getting into that uh, kind of middle of the road situation between consoles when you do have games that will launch on the PS4 and the Xbox One and also come to the Xbox Series X and the PlayStation 5. And you'll see that specifically in the sports genre for the next two to three years, specifically in regards to your Maddens, your FIFAs and your NBAs. Uh, and so will this set another precedent again yet to be seen? But what I I certainly don't hope uh, is a precedent that is set as using the the names and the likenesses of deceased players to market your game. That feels really nasty. This shouldn't, uh, you should, uh, it, it, it feels weird to me. Anyways, let me know what you think about that entire situation down below. I would love to hear your thoughts. However, Sony is in a bid for Hong Kong-listed gaming firm Leiu. Now, this is bigger than you first realize, so stay tuned. Hold on. Sony is weighing a bid for Leiu Technologies Holdings Limited, the people uh, familiar with the matter said, paving the way for an intensified bidding war for the Hong Kong-listed gaming firm. The Japanese tech giant is working with a financial advisor on the potential offer for Leiu, said the people, not asking to be identified because the matter is private. In May, the Chinese gaming firm confirmed it had received a non-binding takeover over, excuse me, takeover offer from Shenzhen-listed rival Zhejiang Century Huantong Group Co. after months of buyout talks with other bidders, including iDream Sky Technology Holdings Limited. Shares of Leiu extended their gains as much as 9.8% after the Bloomberg News report. The stock has risen about 20% this year, giving the company a market value of about $1.1 billion. Leiu's controlling shareholder Charles Yuck has been in talks with iDream Sky for a majority stake sale since last year. iDream Sky, which counts Tencent Holdings Limited among its investors, have been in discussions with CVC Capital Partners for a joint offer valuing Leiu at about $1.23 billion, but the COVID-19 brought their talks to a stalemate, Bloomberg News reported in April. Sony is hoping it can edge out the other bidders with greater certainty of financing, the people said. Leiu's Yuck aims to choose a buyer and sign an agreement as soon as this month, the people said. Talks are still ongoing and no final decision has been made, the people said. Other bidders could still emerge, but representatives for Leiu and Sony declined to comment. Now this is where it gets spicy. Leiu was listed in Hong Kong in 2011 and counts among its titles the free shooting games Warframe and Dirty Bomb. It's also working with Amazon.com Incorporated to produce a video game based on the popular fantasy series Lord of the Rings, according to its website. Sony has recently been aiming to beef up its content arsenal as the tech giant's chief executive officer, Kenichiro Yoshida, believes that would in turn strengthen the value of its branded consumer electronics hardware. That includes PlayStation 5, the new video game console that the company plans to launch at the end of the year. Leiu's Warframe is already available on PlayStation 4, and the company has said in its latest earnings report that it plans to expand the game to more platforms, including the next generation of consoles. This would be massive. Digital Extremes is an incredibly important company in today's day and age because of the fact that they created Warframe and brought it to fame. Uh, that is something that is absolutely incredible in a world littered uh, with these free-to-play games. They have been able to make something that stands out, and to be able to make that 
company, a PlayStation exclusive company, is something that would certainly bring a lot of benefit to the PlayStation 5's ecosystem, and it could potentially create a Destiny slash Warframe style experience that is exclusive to the PlayStation 5 and creates an entirely new way to, I suppose, tempt people to to gain interest uh, in their exclusive little bubble that they have within the PlayStation ecosystem. So I will keep you guys up to date on what happens with this story. Uh, but if they got this, that is yet another very prominent figure in the gaming industry that Sony has under their belt going into the next console generation. And finally, to round out today's show, a Fallout TV show is on the way from the makers of Westworld. War never changes, but prestige TV sure can. Today, Bethesda announced that Jonathan Nolan and Lisa Joy, creators of HBO's Westworld, are taking their cinematic lens to Fallout, working with Amazon Studios to create a post-apocalyptic teleshow based on the long-running Nukem-Up RPG. Hold on, though. A darkly comic show about robot cowboys, deserts, and conspiracies? Sounds like quite a leap for the folks behind Westworld. Amazon Studios, the folks producing this whole thing, revealed that a Fallout Telly show is in the works with a teaser on Twitter. It's a bit fuzzy, but let me know if anyone works out which Ink Spots song this is, says the author. Simply titled Fallout, the show is being headed up by Westworld creators Jonathan Nolan and Lisa Joy, with Bethesda's Todd Howard and James Altman on board as executive producers. It's far too early to scrape together plot deets, but a Bethesda announcement suggests a show that is serious and harsh in tone, peppered with ironic humor, B-movie nuclear fantasies, and lots of guff about how war, war never changes probably. I have not seen Westworld, the author says, but it does look awfully Fallout, yep. Robot gunslingers are basically the driving aesthetic of Fallout New Vegas, and I mind the personhood of synthetic humans being part of Fallout 4's whole deal. You could make a meta-commentary on the theme park layout of Bethesda's open worlds being analogous to the literal theme park setting of the HBO series, but that might be stretching it a bit. Regardless, it will be interesting to see how Fallout makes this transition, and could it work? It very well could. Uh, now, there is no time frame or release date for this, of course, series, uh, but it certainly seems to be a world that lends itself to the small screen. Fallout prides itself on having very strong storytelling elements. I think that Fallout thrives when its storytelling and its lore are at their peak, and to be able to capture that and to be able to mix the serious nature of a post-apocalyptic world with a bit of humor uh, is certainly something that I think could lend itself to a television show. Uh, now, again, we will have to wait and see, but it seems like this is going to be something you see on Prime Video, uh, but considering this is just the announcement, I would say production is about to begin, and you might be getting this around 2021, maybe 2022. Uh, but of course, I will let you guys know when we get more information about all of the details. But that rounds out today's episode of the Jam Pack Report. If you enjoyed this one, drop me a like down below and let me know what you think about everything we talked about here today. But specifically, what do you think about the $70 price tag for some of these next generation titles? Do you think it's going to stick? And are you okay with paying $70 instead of $60? Would love to hear your thoughts. But until tomorrow, you guys have a fantastic rest of your night. I'll talk to you soon and peace.